You found Kit Kat Chit Chat, where I hide from my kids in various parts of my house for 5, 10, 15, sometimes I make it to 20 minutes. Come join me as we talk about life. All right, so today I want to deep dive into scheduling. If you already have a pretty concrete schedule for homeschooling, you might want to just skip this episode. I feel like it's going to be a little dry. It's literally going to be me going in-depth on our schedule for homeschool and what we do and how that changes throughout the year. So I talked briefly in one of the first episodes of Homeschool 101 how it's important to have a schedule and figure out what days of the week you're going to do what. Uh, This is important for multiple reasons, but if you have activities that are going to take place multiple days of the week or just one day of the week that's going to take you out of the home, you don't necessarily want to pile on five different topics that you're going to learn that day. For example, last year we did classical conversations and our group met on Mondays. That's all I did. We went to classical conversations and we learned the new material and we came home and chilled. There was no way that I was going to go do that and come home and do math and English. It just wasn't going to work. It was going to be too much for the kids and it was going to be miserable. So that's all we did on Mondays, okay? This year, we are not doing classical conversations. My kids instead have two days a week where they go to the Y for homeschool PE, and my daughter goes to the Y on Fridays and or a field trip with her homeschool with friends group. So it's been a really great way to get them out of the house, get them in a social setting, because as we know, everyone's biggest fear is that our kids aren't socialized enough. And then we also try to go to library events or just go to the library. That in itself has been an amazing experience. I didn't really think my kids would want to dive into the Dewey Decimal System and be able to find books on their own, but it's been a really great bonus course that I had not planned for. And you'll find as you go through your journey, you'll plan things that you want to do throughout your year and on your schedule. And as things change and move, you'll find that some things you end up not doing and other things just kind of blossom in front of you. When we first started going to the library once a week, I was picking, I was asking the kids what they wanted to read about, looking it up and going and finding the book. Well, then they started to become curious. And this now has turned into a computer lesson, a spelling lesson, and a library lesson on how to put library books away and how the library is structured and why and nonfiction versus fiction. And these are things that I hadn't really necessarily thought about teaching, but it kind of just bloomed. We went from spending 30 minutes in the library, getting our books, grabbing a to-go worksheet, Uh, coloring page and going home to now spending one to two hours in the library looking up books, figuring out if it's something we want to read, if it's available, and going and finding that actual book. And although it takes a lot of patience for me, because especially with my son, he gets really excited. He wants to type all the words in It's been really beautiful to watch them learn this system, and now we've gone enough that they know exactly where all the dinosaur books are and the leveled reader books, and it's just something I didn't think would happen. But it's also not something I planned for, 
and that's fine, but it's really important to have that schedule and know what you want to get accomplished each day and then modify that for what life brings you. Now, my scheduling process goes a little bit further. Some people will just organize their week saying what subjects and outings they want to do each day, and then as they get to specific lessons, they'll write those in. I go a little bit further, and I figure out what subjects and events I want to go to each day, and then I go through our curriculum, and I write what lessons I want to accomplish for each day. Now, this changes throughout the year. I talked in another episode about how my son had gotten bored with a couple lessons and my daughter too, so we skipped forward a little bit. Uh, So that's obviously going to throw what I have written in ink off a little bit, but the purpose of my schedule is not to be concrete. It's to keep me on track because I go through the entire what I want our academic school year to be and make sure that we're going to accomplish what we need to accomplish. This also gives me an opportunity pre-going through the curriculum to figure out what worksheets and projects I want to keep for our end-of-year binder. Not every state requires you to have a progress binder, but because we are a military family, I found this vital, and I really have to credit the state of Maryland because I wouldn't have thought to necessarily do this. I'm sure just from keeping things around or things that the kids had accomplished, I would have eventually come up with a binder for each year for all the projects that they do in arts and crafts. But the state of Maryland requires you to do a progress binder and you have to submit that to the superintendent by the end of the year to show proof of progress. And so I had to do that the first two years that we, or year and a half that we homeschooled. And I've just kind of continued to do that because although I love homeschooling, I've never run into any legal issues homeschooling in multiple states. There always is like a slight fear in the back of my mind that like someone from, you know, an administrative side of school or something, or I'm going to end up moving to a state where they don't value homeschool in the same way and they're going to have some thoughts and opinions and think that they can do something about it. So I want to be prepared for that. So I've continued to keep these binders for each of my kids for each year. So at the end of the year, I rip out the table of contents and I divide the binder into subjects. And then I go through my planner for the year and I rip out all the lessons that I said keep. So this, you know, that's fast forwarding rewinding to before I even start the school year, I go through and I write down Colton and Emma for English and math, what lessons I want them to accomplish. And then every time that we've changed to a new concept, and maybe it's the second time that concept has been introduced, I will write keep next to the lesson so that at the end of the year, I can flip through and say, okay, I said to keep lesson 2, 3, 17, 45, and whatnot. And then I'm not dealing with constantly ripping out papers, trying to fit them in a binder. It's just one more binder and something else that I have to keep organized. 
I can just do it all at once at the end of the year. And so far it's worked really beautifully. Um, I have not had to submit my binders since leaving Maryland. So who knows, maybe I'll have all of these binders and they'll have no use, but it is a really great thing to look back on. I ended up when we moved this last time going through my daughter's binder and seeing some of her handwriting and comparing it to where she is now. And it's pretty amazing to know that like I taught her that and she's gotten better penmanship as the years have gone on. So it's kind of like your own personal keepsake and I've enjoyed that. So that's been a huge thing that has helped me is figuring out what lessons throughout the year that we are going to keep. And like I said, sometimes we fast forward through some of these lessons. So on October 5th, we were supposed to complete lesson three for math and English. Maybe we did. Maybe we fast forwarded a little bit. Um, my point is is to give me an idea of where I need to be so especially during this holiday season you know we had family coming into town which prior to us moving wasn't originally in the plan then the kids also got sick one week we took a mini trip down to Florida so I was able to like alter my schedule but then when we came back and got grounded I was able to look at the schedule and say okay where was I planning to be? Should we double up on lessons? Is there a concept that we really have learned that we can choose to fast forward to quote unquote catch up? Um, the beauty of homeschool is, is you can do it all year round. So I don't necessarily worry about that, but you know, sometimes life gets really messy. You go on a vacation, you come home, you get sick then something else drastic happens specifically for us in the military where we find out we have to move in 30 days. These things happen and that's the beauty of being able to have a flexible schedule. Maybe your kiddo's therapy that you take them to changed from one day to two days so you have to alter things around in the middle of the school year. That's something that you can do but by already having a framework of a schedule, it makes it a little bit easier instead of those things coming down the pipeline and you being completely flustered and not knowing what to do and getting overwhelmed. Another side of it is when you get burnt out or seasonal depression or you're just feeling depressed or you're just in a funk and you don't feel like doing this anymore. I've been there and it's not fun, but like Sometimes it's really great to just pull out this schedule and see where you need to be and or where you're at. We had kind of a funky year uh, for homeschooling because we moved. So our schedule didn't even really start until October. So compared to a lot of other homeschool families were quote unquote behind for this academic school year. But I was looking at my schedule the other day and seeing kind of where we were at in our school year in real time versus where we currently are. And honestly, we're only a couple weeks with everything we've had going on this holiday season and this beginning of the year. We're only two weeks behind what I originally scheduled. 
Uh, so that made me feel really good knowing that we weren't, you know, weeks and weeks behind because you can get really like wrapped up in that and feel that pressure that you need to keep pushing forward and keep pushing forward. And that's not the point of homeschool. Go at your own pace. If someone's struggling with the lesson, review it, do a couple more practice of those lessons. The point of a schedule is not for it to be concrete. It's for it to be fluid. So we just finished lesson 32 in English and math, and that technically was supposed to be accomplished on December 5th for us, what I had in my schedule. We're obviously behind, and that's okay because just like, you know, I have planned for us to not really be doing a lot of school the week of Christmas, well, I'm obviously not going to do school on Christmas, but maybe we can do some kind of lesson later that week. Why do we necessarily need an entire week off? Maybe the kids do. Maybe they don't. Like, we'll just kind of see it by ear. Maybe I do one or two lessons. We'll see what happens. Um, but it, the other point is, like, my schedule at the beginning of the year versus what it is now is so not the same. So every day of our week, we do English and math Monday through Thursday. My son doesn't do school on Fridays. He typically has like a free art and music day. And then my daughter this year goes to homeschool with friends. So she's got a full packed week, but my son gets that one day off. And then it also helps me to just like catch up with things or have like a free chill day because having a free chill day is really, really important for your own mental health and everything that you are managing because you're not just teaching your kids. You're managing a household, you're planning, you're doing finances, you're housekeeping, you're doing so much more than just watching your kids and teaching them. And so that's where I get that ick feeling when people say, oh, you're a stay-at-home mom. I am so much more than a stay-at-home mom. I am a homemaker. And that's also part of the reason why my schedule is so like near and dear to my heart because I really treat this lifestyle like a job and it's a perspective that it's taken me a while to get to that point. But this schedule helps me keep on track and then I have like my own like our calendar of like events that we're doing and stuff. But the point is to have days where you can just chill. And that varying level of chill for some people might be literally sitting on the couch and watching TV all day. I've been there. I used to do mom mental health days where I would do the bare minimum for the kids. And a lot of times, sometimes I would craft and actually be productive on the list of things that I wanted to accomplish. But a majority of the time during that phase of my life, I was just sitting and binge watching TV. I had a lot going on. I wasn't in a good headspace. But it was really great to have that mom mental health day. Now, moving forward, I don't really do those that often. We just have like free days where um, I don't feel like I need like a complete break from the kids. Those mom mental health days, I was really like isolating myself a lot and really entertaining the kids with technology and TV, which also isn't necessarily a bad thing. But I just was trying to, like, space myself apart from them. And now it's not so much that. Like, I'm fine hanging out and doing art projects and freestyle stuff with my son while my daughter's in class. And I'm also baking or catching up on things that I didn't get to during the day. Um, so, but you need to schedule those days for your own mental health and for your kids, too. Because 
if you are pulling your kids all over the place 24-7, it's a lot for them too. And they can get burned out just like you can. So make sure you protect your peace and you protect your stay-at-home days where you just hang out. And you embrace the kids being bored because it's a skill that they need to learn. And I, I did another episode on that as well. But anyways, back to the schedule. So every day we do Monday through Thursday, we do English and math. I also have handwriting a couple days a week. Tuesdays was also supposed to be health days. And Wednesday is our science day. And Thursday I had planned for history days on top of that English and math. Let me just tell you the reality of our situation. Uh, Health has completely gone out the window. I bought a really amazing curriculum from Homegrown Education. She has a great Instagram page and a wonderful podcast. I absolutely love Liz. I bought her curriculum for early elementary and elementary school, and we have opened it twice. It's beautifully written, really well in depth, but it just hasn't really, like, grabbed the kids attention and because we're doing this sports day at the Y and they're learning different things in health in that environment I decided to just cancel health for the year so I am not doing anything outside of taking them to the Y for one hour twice a week I'm calling it good we still have stayed pretty consistent with doing multiple handwriting lessons and doing our CC new information But I have not been as in-depth with classical conversations, new material as I was last year. And I think that that's mostly just because we're not going in person. So it's all on me to get super stoked about the songs and the information. And that passion just hasn't been there, not having that community to go alongside with me. But we do follow along with what the Classical Conversations is teaching in science. And that's what we do on Wednesdays. My kids absolutely love Wednesdays. It's their favorite day of the week. They know they're going to do math, English, and they're going to do a science experiment. And they absolutely love it. Those Thursdays where I had history planned, yeah, that hasn't, I had this whole plan that I was going to read stories or do coloring pages that coincided with what Classical Conversations was talking about in history that week. It hasn't happened. Um, we have done English and math and they do their PE class. And then that's also the day that maybe we do like a unit study. For example, This month, we're learning how kids celebrate Christmas around the world in different countries. So that might be the day that we do that or we go to the library. Um, It's kind of like a freestyle day. And then Fridays is my daughter goes to the homeschool with friends and my son just gets to stay home and do like an art project or hang out. He really enjoys his alone time. So it's a good time for him to recharge And also, because he's the youngest, he's not used to having to entertain himself. And I purposely, unless we're doing like a mommy-son date, I purposely leave him alone and leave him to entertain himself because I think it's a skill that he really needs to learn and hone in on because he's the youngest and he always gets to lean on his sister. Uh, So that's been a life skill in its own for him. And then for our weekends, 
These are obviously a lot more fluid. I try and plan two Saturday events out of the month, um, obviously family oriented, or we, if I can't find an event that we do as a family or like a fun field trip for two Saturdays out of the month, we do daddy daughter days or son mommy or something like that where each kiddo gets separate time with their other parent. Um, that has been a really vital thing that I didn't see coming in our homeschool life because we're together all the time, right? So why do we need to spend more time together? But my daughter craves and thrives for that experience. She wants that one-on-one time, especially outside of the house where it is literally just one-on-one. There's no other distractions and it can literally be anything. We've gone hiking. We've gone shopping. We've just gone to stores to window shop. I mean, they just want that one-on-one time. We've gone fishing. There's so many different things that we've done, but it was something I didn't really see coming. Another thing too, is they constantly ask when we're going to have the next family day. And this floors me still because we constantly have family days. We have movie nights. The kids have sleepovers. We've had sleepovers in our room. Like we are constantly spending time together. I am with them 24 seven, unless they're at the Y or my daughter's at her homeschool co-op. Like we're together all the time. Or if we get to do like a parent's day out, but they want that individual undistracted, uh, we're not doing an activity. We're literally just hanging out and focusing on each other. So I try and have two Saturdays out of the month that is a family activity and, or we switch around and do like family dates or whatnot. Uh, and then Sundays is like my prep day. My husband, thankfully, while we're here, um, has the weekends off and he, he also likes to chill on Sundays as well, but I kind of hand over a lot of responsibilities of the kids over to him on Sundays and I bake, I do laundry, I do projects and he does projects around the house too, but it's Sunday is like, I am off duty and the kids kind of need to entertain themselves. It is like our home family day. It's Emma's least favorite day of the week because she says it's so boring, but it's vital for me to get like prepped and ready for the week. Um, I don't have a lot of prep that I necessarily have to do for homeschool that I can't just do really quickly on the fly. Um, because a lot of times I already have all the, I always have all the supplies for that kind of stuff, or I can quickly like modify something on the fly. Uh, but as far as like our home life goes, I do a lot of traditional baking and I make, we don't buy bread at the store. I make that at home. I don't buy a lot of box snacks. We make that at home. I make our own butter, um, just things like that which for our family is like an extra step that not everybody has to do. Maybe you meal prep, maybe that's the day you go to the grocery store, whatever it is. But that's kind of just like my reset focus on me and or the house. And there also has been days where my husband and I on Sundays, everything's been taken care of at the house. We don't have anything like lingering that needs to be done right away. And we'll play video games all day. 
and it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy gaming with my husband. Um, and it's just something that is just for us. We don't necessarily have to share it with the kids, although my daughter is really kind of trying to get into that world. Um, it's just something that we can do and it's free and we can stay home and do it. And it's been a real joy. So anyways, just really plan out those days for yourself and what works. Another thing I forgot to mention is normal like Wednesday afternoons, we go to a park or go on a hike or get together with friends. Here now that it's a little bit chillier, Wednesdays haven't really been seeming to happen. I think that's a combination of weather and the holidays because everyone's just super busy. But map those things into your schedule because I'm telling you, like when you do hit that point of being burnt out or you just get really overwhelmed with like everything that you feel like you have to get done, it's really nice to have a plan that's already mapped out for you from the beginning of the year. And for some people, it really bugs them that they look at the schedule. It's definitely not December 5th, but that's the week I'm on in my planner. So maybe that's not the best idea for you if it's going to drive you nuts. But for me, it's like, okay, cool. Well, that means I only have a week and a half of stuff that I really needed to like catch up on. It's not that big of a deal. And it takes that pressure off of me. And I said in one of the last podcast episodes, I personally really struggle with burnout during that spring break time because it's so close to the end of the year yet so far away. So my planner really helps me keep on track. And then if worst case scenario, we're just doing the bare minimum of English and math and I'm taking them to their YMCA activities, at least I'm doing my bare minimum. Which goes back to one of the homeschool 101, why am I struggling to say that today? Homeschool 101 episodes where I talk about making the list of your expectations for what you expect to get done every single day and make it realistic. And that's going to change every year. You know, the first year that we started, my list of expectations for myself and what I wanted for the kids was extremely long. But what I learned is less is more. So if I'm off on my game or the kids are off on their game and or we're sick or travel comes up or we're moving, whatever it might be, I can at least do my bare minimum of expectations, which for me is English and math four days a week. So worst case scenario, have your list of expectations that you've set for yourself and do that bare minimum. But having this already mapped out and planned out is going to help you tremendously if there's any kind of bump in the road. And it's not something that has to be concrete. It's something that can change. When we were in Virginia, we had a lot of random spontaneous plans that would come up. And my kids do not do well with doing homeschool in the afternoon. We have to get it done in the morning. It is a battle to do it in the afternoon. They're just not focused. That's normally their outside playtime. They want to run outside. They want to do things. They do not want to sit down and focus on what we're doing for math or English or whatever subject. So we had a lot of events that would come up and friends would be going to a park or on a hike or an adventure and they would invite us last minute 
And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I knew I wasn't going to be able to go to this long event and then come home and do homeschool. So I was just able to switch our schedule. And sometimes that meant us doing school on Saturday, or we just bumped things a day or combined lessons. It's that flexibility that you want to still have, but also have that concrete, not concrete, but fluid schedule that's planned to back you up so that if you get behind or things come up, you have a plan. So that's the whole idea about that. I know that this episode was a little bit dry. I hope that you got some tips out of it or suggestions that will help you on your journey and help you plan. That's all for today, guys. I better go find my kids. Have a great one and make sure to subscribe so you can keep up to date with Kit Kat Chit Chat.